in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. And Brother Phil. And we've got a good one for you. The Lord loves timelines. We're going to go over timelines given to us in the Bible. Lord loves to give timelines to his people, not let leave, leave us out in the lurches figuring out what's going on, right? Right. He likes to offer us information, but we have to be seeking it. It's not just going to fall in our laps. It has to be something we have to be aware of and be vigilant at looking for. And the idea behind it is because a lot of times if we don't have a timeline, people will eventually lose hope. Mm-hmm. And God never wants us to lose hope, so... All major biblical events, including many and most of the major biblical prophecies, God is giving us giving us clear timelines on that, and we are going to prove it, as I always say, biblically, right? <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So this will be a fun one. We're going to go over the places in the Bible that we just saw. Hey, God put timelines out for different biblical events that were going to happen in the future, when they were going to happen, how long the duration was going to be, and we're going to talk about all those today. Well, we all know that in Isaiah, it was prophesied that Jesus was going to be born and then the, that he was going to suffer for our righteousness, you know, that he was going right. to have to yep. withstand. So we know that God references things for future events. So that's, you know, obvious, but there's specific future events or ones that were going to happen that people had, um, God inspired them to write about. We're going to start today in the very first book of the Bible, and that's what? Genesis. Genesis. There's a couple <laughs> in Genesis we're going to go over right now. And, of course, the first one, Noah. Noah got the first one from God. You want to go ahead and read that first one yes. here, a timeline from, given to Noah? A timeline given by the Lord to Noah on how long until the world was going to be destroyed by water. Duration given 120 years. Genesis 6-3. Okay, let's go ahead and read Genesis 6-3 real quick and see what that has to say. Go ahead. Okay. And the Lord God said, My spirit shall certainly not remain among these men forever, because they are flesh, but their days shall be 120 years. And we know the whole story behind it. You know, the world had gotten so corrupt because, you know, they turned to evil and they didn't really weren't turning to God anymore. God had to just gave him a timeline on how long that he was going to allow them to last. And, of course, true to his word, he had to destroy the whole world by, by, by water and only sparing eight souls at that time. Right. So only Noah and his family were spared. 
So he was true to that timeline, but unfortunately the whole world had to had, had to be destroyed. But at any rate, we're going to move on to the next one here because we got a lot to go. The next timeline is given to Joseph. And most of us remember that story of Joseph having uh, interpreting Pharaoh's dream right. of how long this famine was to last in the land. Okay, right. Because famines are devastating, and believe it or not, God revealed to Joseph how long the famine was going to be. You want right. to go ahead and um, read that timeline here? Timeline given by the Lord to Joseph on how long the famine would last over the world. Duration given, seven years. Genesis 41, 30-32. Okay, let's go ahead and read that one here. And we remember the story, basically, um, if you ever... Read any of the you know your normal Bible stories. Joseph was in prison by his brothers. You know he had really crappy family time. Unjustly you know. accused. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess you know we kind of think to ourselves, you know, we have a Jerry Springer type of uh, <laughs> of a scenario <laughs> with our families. Family. And I mean, and he, of course, Joseph, his brothers all sold him into slavery, and he went down to Egypt as a slave. And uh, you know, he was down there and kind of like he, you know, he got into the situation where he had to interpret the king's dream. And he was able to do that and actually save a lot of lives. Well, there. God had a plan for him going to Egypt. It wasn't just to punish him or to have his brothers get revenge on him. There is a purpose and a plan. And we have to remember he does that for all of our lives as well. But we just don't see what that plan and purpose is. Yeah, you want to go and read uh, Genesis chapter yes. 41 where it says that? Yes. There, sorry. But there shall come seven years of famine after these, and they shall forget the plenty that shall be... In all of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. All right, so there you go. And, of course, we remember the stories. There's seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. And, of course, Egypt saved up during that time of plenty because, you know, they kind of had inside info from the Lord here. And then they spared. And, of course, we know how it is. The, the, The Israelites went down there, and they dwelled in that land for hundreds of years. And then... Moses had to get them out later on, but right. yeah, we all know that story. Okay, what's, what, what's the next timeline given here? The timeline given by the Lord to Moses on how long Israel would be punished in the wilderness, the duration given, 40 years, Numbers 14.34. And unfortunately, remember this story. Remember they <laughs> sent out those 12 spies for 40 days to spy out the land, right. and it turned out only two of them came back with a good report. And the other 10 were like, ah, oh, we can't take the land, no way. As a result of their unfaithfulness and their unbelief, right. they were not allowed to go into that land. It was a year for every day that they were right, scouting exactly, out the land. Right. That's what their punishment was. 40 years, they couldn't, that whole generation died off, and they had to wait 40 years to go into the land, and the promised only, land. And only Caleb and Joshua and the Levites were... Yeah, only Caleb, Joshua, and the Levites were able to go in right. and, and, and into the land from the previous generations, unfortunate. Right. Okay, so, let's go ahead and uh, read the next one there. Oh, you want me read that? So, oh, yeah, go ahead, and, go ahead and read the scripture. According to the number of the days during which bide the land, 40 days, a day for a year, you shall bear your sins 40 years, and you shall know my fierce anger. All right, so there you go. God was true to his word, had to make him wait 40 years. You know, a lot of them weren't happy. They had a lot of rebellion going on and all this other stuff. But, you know, we if you read a lot of the first five books of the Bible, you get a lot of those stories. Anyway, right. we don't have time for that today. Uh, no, what's, what's the next timeline given? Timeline given by the Lord to Jeremiah on Jeremiah. how long the nations of Judah 
would be held captive. The duration given, 70 years. Remember how it all worked, you know, that Israelites started rebelling against God, worshiping others. They weren't following the covenant that they had with God. God had to like, okay, I'm going to have to send in King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon in there to overthrow you and take you out. You know, we, I gave you freedom, I gave you liberty, but you abused my, your freedoms and liberty, and you used it for evil and, and despicable means. And so as a result of, of the punishment that they got, they had the king of Babylon come in there, put them into Babylonian captivity for a period of 70 years. You want to go ahead and read that yes, scripture there? So Jeremiah 29.10. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years shall be on the verge of being accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. And will confirm my words to you to bring back your people to this place. Okay, so they weren't going to be dispersed forever. It says that they were going to be, after a 70-year period, they were going to come back to the place. And so God was true to his word, and that's exactly what happened later on mm-hmm. in the time of Ezra. Ezra and Nehemiah. That happened in those books. Okay, go ahead and read the next one there. Timeline given by the Lord to Daniel on how long until the Messiah, Christ, would come and rescue the people. Duration given, 490 years. Okay, we remember this. I kind of had a, had a show on this. The 70 weeks of Daniel. And this is exactly what God did. Told, told Daniel, okay, this is exactly when the Christ was to come. Rescue the people. Bring an everlasting righteousness and all that to the city. And that's exactly what happened. And that was at seven, all the way to 70 A.D., 490 years. That, that, this is the longest one so far, huh? Mm-hmm. 490 yes, years. Yes, This is the longest one. And I noticed that the prophecies are starting to get a little bit longer each time. Well, <laughs> well not everyone, but, you no, know, I mean, the 120-year that one. one that, the that's the longest one so far, and that's what they had to go. And, of course, God had a plan of why he needed the 490 years, and we had shows on all of the empires that came in and what their purpose was right. so God could build an everlasting kingdom. And he, right. he took and, and he needed the 490 years to do that, apparently. Right. Daniel 9, 24, 70 weeks have been determined upon your people, upon the holy city, for sin to be ended, to seal up transgressions, to blot out iniquities, to make atonement for in- iniquities, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Okay, and we know all those things happen. We had a show on that. The laundry list of seven things there, all were accomplished. Mm-hmm. And when Christ came during his Armageddon, he started the millennial reign at that point, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's when he started his millennial reign, and then that place was going to be a sin-free city. Israel was now going to be sin-free now at that point. Mm-hmm. 490 years in total, and that's exactly what happened. We know anything. God is true to his word. 490 years from Daniel's, what, what he stated in his prophecy, all the way until the end, and that's exactly what happened. And that brought it to about 70 AD or so is when that was completely fulfilled, the 490 years. Wow. And so, yeah, that true to his word, it, it did happen just that way. Okay, what's the next one? A timeline given by Christ on how long he would stay in the grave. Duration... Three days and three nights. You know, we remember this. Jesus actually said this numerous times. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to die and I'm going to be rose again after three days. He says it a number of different ways. He gave a timeline of exactly 72 hours here. Three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. That's how long he was going to be in there. He was going to be in the grave. He said it multiple times. Everybody heard it. Well, go ahead and read that scripture there. Of course, this is in numerous places in the Gospels, but we're just going to read one. For just in Matthew 12, 40... 
For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And true to his word, walked out of that grave with a glorified body. Right. First, the first fruit of the resurrected. And we're glad that we're, we're going to be one of those resurrected Amen. too one day. Yes. You know, Can't wait for that day. Get Shed this mortal body of mine and get, get an immortal one. That's what I'm looking <laughs> forward to, yes. right? See, this is what Christ did. That's why he had to do that work. Well, he's the, the first fruits. So yep. he did everything that he did is what we're going to have to do or we'll be able to do. That's right. See, all these Bible prophecies are really important to help us understand that God keeps his word every time. Mm-hmm. He gives a timeline and he's absolutely true to his word. He never backs down. He, it's never, oh, that's a close number. No, it's exactly the number he says. So it's exactly I find that very on. comforting when we can trust God at his word, trust God at his accuracy. He doesn't play games. He doesn't beat around the bush. He is accurate to the specific amount of time for reasons that we may not understand, but he fulfills them and has fulfilled them. And that's really peaceful to my heart and mind. Now we're going to go into all these New Testament ones, which there's just probably about as many in the New (laughs) Testament as there in the Old Testament, right? Okay, let's go into the next one here. Of course, this is another one that Christ gave, himself gave, about when he was going to return. Go ahead. Right. So timeline given by the Lord to the disciples on how long until his return, second coming, duration given, 40 years max. Of course, there's a number of places that he states this, mm-hmm. and this is stated. I'm only going to give you one, and if you want to know all the other ones, you can listen to, the, to my fourth episode there on the return of Christ. It's, it's history. So, again, I talk about how the return of Christ already happened. It was already prophesied to happen. Jesus is very clear when it was going to happen. It, it, this is no shock. But see, people don't expect or aren't understanding what his return was all about. They don't understand right. that. They think he was going to make bring in some kind of utopia scenario. And I explained that in other shows. It wasn't going to. It wasn't. The millennial reign of Christ was not utopia. It wasn't some kind of a paradise that he was going to set up here on Earth. No, there's people rebelling against Christ constantly during that during that that thousand years. He even said that. To the disciples, he said that I'm not going to establish my kingdom like other yeah, leaders and rulers. Yeah. He, he was a different kind of. He was a servant king, a king, which made him totally different than all these other kings that will always be like drop the hammer, whatever. So yeah, he was definitely had a different, a different uh, heart and spirit. Right. Go ahead and read that one in Matthew. Okay, so assuredly I say to you, this generation by no means shall pass away. Till all these things are fulfilled. Okay, so again, that was, if you read Matthew chapter twenty-four, he was talking about his, you know, the angels coming down with him and his his return essentially. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This generation shall not." So, they, in other words, he gave a general time span of forty years here, because that's what a generation was. This generation will by no means pass away. He said, in other words. I'm not going to go into the next generation, is all of what right. he's saying. He's like, 40-year generation. I'm going to stick with this generation, and it's, I'm going to return when I say I am. Mm. And he, I believe he was true to his word, because all indications in the Bible seem to indicate that he did exactly that. He returned there, 70 A.D., and that's even prophesying Zechariah and other places, too, that he was going to come back during that time. And that's, I believe he was true to his word. Isn't that refreshing, though? To know that we can take God and Jesus at their word and and have a peace of mind knowing that they say, you know, we always struggle. You got to be a man of your word or say what you mean and mean what you say. Follow through. And they do. I'm trying to bring this to you to see that these aren't just, 
oh, God's going to just give you general time frames. No, no. I mean, that, that wasn't 40 years was a general time frame, but he gave a maximum of 40 years. And that's exactly, I think, when he returned is about that maximum because he was trying to get as many people to get. He, there's a couple things that needed to be accomplished in that 40 years. Right. Which means that the whole gospel message had to get out to the entire world. And that was going to take at least a little bit of time. Right. But he was able to, they were able to accomplish that in pretty quick order and got the gospel message out to be preached to the entire world before he came back and dropped the hammer. And so, yeah, we, we already kind of had shows on all that kind of stuff right. in the past. Okay, now we're going to go into some, some that we uh, that kind of more interest us because it goes more into, you know, the revelation uh, side of things and, uh, the, and the prophecies about that. Go ahead and read the okay. next one here. Timeline given by the Holy Spirit to John on how long Jesus Christ and the saints would reign on earth unopposed. The duration given, a thousand years. All right, so again, a thousand-year duration on how long Christ was going to be reigning in this earth. Of course, that's in Revelation chapter 20. We remember that. Why don't you go ahead and read that one real quick okay. here. Revelation 20, 3 through 4. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and locked and sealed it over him so that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a short time. And I saw thrones, but they sat on them, and the judgment was given to them, and the souls of those who had been beheaded on account of the testimony of Jesus, and on account of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and they did not receive the mark on their forehead or on their hand, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Okay, so there you go. You got a thousand year reign of Christ. With the saints there reigning, I believe if Christ is true to his word on the 40 years maximum that he was going to return, then I believe he's true to his word on this, him reigning for mm-hmm. a thousand years. Because one thing that really bothers me is there's a lot of groups out there that want to say, oh, this thousand years wasn't a real, you know, exact thousand years. It, it was sort of symbolic. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to say. This is a symbolic thousand years. It could be 2,000. It could be, you know, 50 years. It could be 40 years. Were all these other time frames we got, were any of those symbolic? No. See, this is what I'm trying to say. When I when I hear the thousand year reign of Christ, I believe it's exactly what it says, thousand years. He's not going to like say, oh, I'll just reign for whenever I feel like reigning and then I'll be done. No, he's going to be there for the thousand years and a thousand years exactly. It's not going to be any more or any less because otherwise he wouldn't be true to his word. Mm-hmm. And that's not what our God does. Our God does not say, tell, say a thousand years and then it'd be 2,000 years or it'd be 50 years or 40 right, years. Right. No, it's exactly a thousand years. I think the most consistent way of looking at the Bible because if you start to go down this road of, oh, it could be this number, it could be that number, then none of these Bible prophecies mean anything. You might as well just throw them all away because all of a sudden they don't mean anything because the Bible is not true to its word. And if you can't trust the Bible and what it states, you're not going to be able to trust anything in this world. Well, why would God say something and not follow through? He's always been a God that you can trust and you can um, relate to what he says because he means what he says. And... He loves us, and he doesn't. He's a loving father. He doesn't do things to rattle our cages, or you know, tease us, or trick us, or prank us 
for whatever reason, he doesn't doesn't please him to fill his full of anxiety that he's not going to fulfill what he said he was going to fulfill. And I think so many people are trying to rectify why they haven't seen him come yet because so many people are misled into thinking he's going to come in our time. And that's nothing the Bible says about that. It doesn't say that he's coming in our time. It says he's coming or he, he was going to come. So that really was tough for me to reconcile that. But I'm at so much peace now because we can see his word is true and he is honest at what he says he's going to do. I, I just hate these, these religious groups that try to like make Christ's millennial reign into either some kind of symbolic reign. It's not a real reign where he was on earth. It's some symbolic reign, and it's not exactly a thousand years. It could just some amount of time that doesn't really matter. It's like, no, if he said a thousand years, then he meant a thousand years. See, this, right. is, this is the most consistent way of looking at this. You cannot just pick and choose which one of these Bible prophecies you want to believe. When Christ said three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, does, it, does that mean that he was going to be like, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's an arbitrary number. It could be seven days. It could be one day. No. It was three days and three nights. See, this is how you have to look at these Bible prophecies. If you can't trust God and his word, then you're not going to be able to trust anything. And that's where a lot of these churches get things wrong. Is that They're not believing every ounce of God's word and exactly what it states. I'm trying to be consistent with this thing and say, no, if, if Christ said he was going to reign for a thousand years, that means it wasn't going to be a thousand years in one day. It was going to be exactly a thousand years. And that's what I'm the way I'm looking at it. Take it to the bank. Right. I mean, so uh, this is what I believe. This is the most consistent way of looking at the Bible. When these other uh, other eschatology groups try to say, oh, no, Christ's millennial reign was like only 40 years. Or some of them say that, oh, it's the whole Christian age, so it's been over 2,000 years now or whatever. It's like, that's ridiculous. Well, I think a lot of them like to say that 1,000 years is like a day to God and, you know, all these things. I, I think that if his word says something... We don't have to add or take away to what it says for it to mean what we want it to mean. We can take it as is. And and that's really the beauty of his word is it's not so complicated that even a child can't understand it. If you just take God as his word. See, I think a lot of these times, a lot of these false teachings in the church crop up because people aren't just taking the Bible at its word. They're, they're trying to like overthink everything and go, mm -hmm. oh, well, it could mean because it doesn't fit into their theology. Just listen. If it, he said a thousand years, guess what that means? A thousand years. It's right. really simple. It doesn't mean some arbitrary number. And this is, this is the most consistent way of looking at these things. Right. Okay. So go on, let's go to the next one here, because the next one kind of goes along with that. Right. It's Satan's doom. Go ahead. Right. So timeline given by the Lord to Daniel on how long Satan's little season will last. Duration given, 335 years. We haven't gone to this one. Well, a little bit of this one. This was in Daniel chapter 12. And we're going to go ahead and read that here real quick. Because Daniel 12 gives us timeline because he, he uses days as years. He did it before in mm -hmm. the 70 weeks of Daniel because that's how Daniel, a lot of times, a lot of prophetic um, people will do that. Ezekiel even uses days as years as well. Right. They all they, they all kind of do this when they talk about because they use days to kind of just mean like, the, when even the, a lot of times in even the New Testament when they talk about the last days, it's talking about the last years, really. I mean, it's talking right. about a long time in the future, and that's kind of what, what what he's referring to here. But let's go ahead and read this, because days are, the word days can be interpreted as years. It depends on the context. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and read Daniel chapter 12, and we'll, see, we'll look at the context of that a little bit and see what it's talking about. And from the time of the removal of the perpetual sacrifice, 
when the abomination of desolation shall be set up. There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waits and comes to the thousand three hundred and thirty-five days. But you go your way and rest, for there are yet days and seasons to be fulfilled, fulfillment of the end. And you shall stand in your inheritance at the end of these days. Of course, he was going to receive his resurrection, which means he'll stand up again. And he was going to receive his inheritance at the end of those days. Mm. And again, of course, that's how you know those days are years, because this was talking about something that was hundreds of years into the future for Daniel himself that was prophesying these things. Yet the angel was telling him, hey, you're going to receive your inheritance at the end of those days. Which means that's how you know those days are actually years. Because the word days there can be interpreted years. It all depends on context. And we know the context is talking about a prophecy that's going to happen hundreds of years in the future. That's exactly right. That witness is going to happen. 1,335 days as years. There you go. You have exactly... God has given us, believe it or not, in this scripture, the exact how long Satan's little season was going to last. 335 years. And he gave us... The exact time on the great white throne judgment. But the thousand years previous was the millennial reign. Yeah, we, we know the millennial reign was the first thousand years right. of that. But Daniel essentially gives us, the angel gives Daniel how long until the great white throne judgment. Because that was when Daniel was going to receive his inheritance and his resurrection. So this is amazing news that the Bible actually reveals the year of the, the great white throne judgment. Which turned out to be, if you do the math, 70 AD is when the perpetual sacrifice was ended. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the year, you add 1,335 years to that, days is years. Right. Then you come up to the year 1405. And that's exactly my prediction. What I believe happened, that was the year of the Great White Throne Judgment Mm. at that time. That was when everyone was judged. All the dead were judged. And so we're living way beyond that now. You know, we're living hundreds of years beyond that 1405 now. You know, this is like before Christopher Columbus discovered America. Exactly. And And that makes so much sense if you go into history and you see that, you know, you're like, oh, wow. They made fun of the fact that the world was flat and all of this. And God is amazing. And his word is amazing. And there is no other book that is as popular as the Bible is and the truth therein that is relative to us today. Maybe not in our timeline, but in how God looks at what his His realistic time is for us and what our future holds. It's fabulous. I love it. Well, the prophecy that was given to Daniel by this, this holy angel, it says that, in the end, you will take your stand. In other words, that word stand, I looked it up in the original word, the same word for resurrection. Okay, That's that word. I looked it up. It's you. In other words, you'll receive your resurrection and your inheritance at the end of those days. So he will stand and then receive it. Yeah, he's going to stand up because that's what, essentially, that's what resurrect means. It means you're standing up again. Re-erect. Yeah, re-erect yourself. You're mm-hmm. going from being flat on the ground because you're dead <laughs> To, you're standing up again. That's what mm-hmm. resurrection means. Daniel was to receive his resurrection at the end of those days. 1,335 days from the abomination of desolation. Mm. And we know when that happened, according to, to Jesus, 70 AD. Right. So all you have to do is just do the math. How many years is that? It comes out to 1,405. Mm. Thousand-year reign of Christ, 335 years for Satan's little season. Satan got thrown in that. 
thrown in the lake of fire. And what happens? Great white throne judgment. Boom. Right. Now all we have to, now we're just waiting for glory. And now well, that was point. new heaven and new earth. Yep. That's when new that. heaven, new earth was created. And Daniel received his resurrection, and so did everybody mm-hmm. else. Everyone else that was dead, and everyone since that have died, has been resurrected on that new earth now. Mm, so this is great lovely. news. Mm-hmm. But you see, it all works out perfectly. God is true to his word. And now, all we have to do now is remain faithful to the end. This is great news for us. God has given us every major timeline and how long things are. And now all we have to do is just endure to the end. Try to overcome this Satan's little season that we're living in now, right. with all these wicked people running, running, running the world now, and then we receive and we go up to New Jerusalem. That that's our uh, our holy city, and that's our inheritance up there, waiting for us. As soon as, if we're faithful, we get that inheritance, and that's what we're going for here. Everyone on this show, we're going for that inheritance because that's an inheritance that can never be taken away from us. Right. It lasts forever. I want you to think about this: you can inherit something that will literally last forever. <laughs> I think it's funny that we talk about, wait, things aren't made like they used to. The quality of craftsmanship isn't what it used to be, but not in eternity. You're going to have what you are given, and it's going to last for however long you need it to. Yeah, I'm just so happy that God gives us so many good timelines. Even the timeline, see, every important and mm. major event that have come across, God has given us a timeline for those things. This is the amazing thing. God gives us the exact timeline on every major biblical event, including the timeline of the end. The Great White Throne Judgment perfectly goes along with the 7,000-year timeline of, of the world, and that's exactly what, the way it works. You do the math from the beginning of the world to the end, just about 7,000 years, and that's exactly when the Great White Throne Judgment happened. Boom! It all works out perfectly. Well, you know, we talk about how God is a gracious Heavenly Father. He's the perfect parent. If you've had any parental issues, He is the best father and guardian that we'll ever have. But it's wonderful, you know, we know that, you know, being raised here by earthly parents, that they sometimes we get encouragement by them, especially when we were kids and you're a parent, you encourage your kids so they can improve and they can do better. But this is encouragement from God in a way that gives us hope. It establishes who he is, and that he's righteous and trustworthy. So we don't have to worry about what is going to happen and when it's going to happen or how it's going to work out because we can trust him implicitly. We can trust that what he says is going to happen and has happened, and we don't have to worry, fret, or nothing because he is honest and true and follows through. And that's why all we have to do is Follow our, the Word of God in our Bibles. Mm. And all, since all these timelines are true, then we know the promises in those Bibles. If we follow the Lord, we have a good heart, we do what God wants us to do, we're going to receive those rewards that we were promised because all those timelines came through as well. Run so the race. Yep. Yeah, so that's why all we have to do is endure the end, overcome all the nonsense that, that, that these, uh, these controls of this world are right. thrown in our faces constantly, and we'll make it to the end because we're living in their little season now, in Satan's little season. That's a new Satan now. Not only because it's right there in our Bibles, but because it's the only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslittleseason.org.
This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.